0: Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to give a huge shout out to those who have already responded to our previous episodes, letting us know that Life in Purple is making a difference in their lives. On our most recent episode, we've had Stephen Shadletsky, who works alongside Simon Sinek, inspiring others to find their why. So, if you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes, you're missing out on some really valuable tips and action steps that you can make to stop the negative talk. We've also recently had a couple guest bloggers sharing their own struggles On how they conquered them. If you have gleaned value from any of our amazing guests so far, visit liptalknation.com and there you will find more resources such as our coaching, blog, and much, much more. On our show today, I'm going to be discussing four triggers I believe you should avoid while you are depressed or feeling anxiety. But let's define our terms before we go any further. Triggers, okay, emotional triggers, is a response to a person, situation, event, dialogue, reading, film, or other content-providing entity that provokes a strong emotional reaction. Often, we are not self-aware when we are triggered and fall into reaction prior to sifting through our strong emotional response. By the way, I got this definition from Be the Change Consulting. There are four triggers that I had to stay away from and wanted to share them with you. Maybe you already know what you should stay away from, but my hope is to suggest alternatives to these triggers so that you can begin your journey of conquering the negative thoughts and I can't to positive thoughts of I can. I'm not worthy to I am worthy and from I'm not good enough to I am good enough. The reason why I think it is important to recognize your emotional triggers is so that you can begin your road to a more successful life. Several episodes back, I shared my story of depression and being a victim and now survivor of a childhood tragedy. I was molested in case this is the first time you are hearing this. At an early age, I began feeding lies to myself about self-worth and body image, which had a domino effect emotionally and physically. In my early 20s, I suffered from a form of bulimia, which then had effects on my body even now. It was just this year that I learned how to forgive myself and my TMJ began to go away. My TMJ got to the point of locking pretty much every time I chewed or even sang. I've conquered many physical ailments by recognizing my emotional triggers, things that would make me cry or angry and I want to share them with you. If you have heard any of our previous episodes then you've heard me say that I believe anyone who is suffering from depression or anxiety is highly intelligent and only feeding the wrong information to their brain. I discovered this about two years ago and have been on a journey to simplify the steps to take for someone, including myself, to no longer suffer mentally. Now I've got to say, this isn't going to be any new information, but I hope to only simplify a few things for you. During this process, I have discovered for myself four triggers to avoid. The very first trigger I needed to avoid is I had to stop watching the news and political debates. Now this includes listening to them as well. I realized that there was no benefit to me feeding my brain with this information. There was no resolution and I would dwell on the negative things happening around my community and in the world. There is a domino effect that happens when you begin to have negative thoughts. First you think it, then you feel it, then you become it, and then you act upon it, which drips down on your friends and family, including your children. There is actually a sad hormone called prolactin, which women tend to have more in their bodies than men. Go figure, right? Well, there is a reason for it. Women are nurturers. We were created to feel things and to empathize and sympathize. Feelings are a gift, right? We need to learn how to use them, not dwell on them. Men, I'm talking to you as well. None of us are prone from being depressed. Yes, it is a real thing. So, what I did, instead of watching the news and political debates, is I did some research. And I found that I could look at my favorite baby animal or watch a video of my favorite baby animal and my body would automatically produce the feel-good hormone which is called oxytocin and yes it was as simple as that but with any kind of change or new habit you must first decide to do it easy to do easy not to do I wanted to feel better so I did and by the way looking at pictures of your favorite baby animal also helps you practice your willpower awesome right But we will talk about that willpower on a different episode. Right now, I want you all to understand emotional triggers and how to avoid them while depressed or feeling anxiety. So the first trigger or the first emotional trigger that I had to stay away from and I want you to understand is that I had to stop watching the news and political debates. The second trigger I needed to avoid was I had to stop watching sad, sappy, and scary movies. Did you notice they all started with an S? That made it easy to remember, at least for me, and I hope it does for you. So if the movie made me feel sad or even angry, I knew I needed to avoid them. Remember, we don't want to produce that sad hormone prolactin. The same goes for watching these kind of movies as watching the news or political debates. There is no benefit in your thoughts or feelings when doing so while depressed or suffering from anxiety. I want to put a caveat here by saying, I'm not saying I'm against any of these or saying they are bad. I clearly want to articulate what I had to stay away from to conquer my depression. I am saying these were my triggers and possibly yours too. Instead of watching these types of movies, sad, sappy, or scary, I watched funny movies, movies that made me laugh. Laughing produces that feel-good hormone, oxytocin, which then caused me to be in an I'm feeling good mood, and so it started dripping on my friends and family. I think you see my point here. Easy to do, easy not to do. Did I wanna feel better? Yes, I did. So again, I had to choose to not watch sad, sappy, and scary movies. I had to realize what kind of information I was allowing myself to see. I didn't like feeling sad or angry, so this was a trigger for me. I have to stay away from them. Do you need to do the same, Lip Talk Nation? Trigger number two for me, I had to stay away and I needed to avoid sad, sappy, and scary movies. The third thing I needed to avoid was... I had to stop listening to sad or even slow music. Now, I'm sure I will get lots of debate on this one. But again, this was a trigger for me. And I think you know where I'm going with this one. I typically am a fast-paced person. I like being busy. Having five jobs isn't a big deal for me, all the while chasing my kids around the house. I have high energy. But while I was depressed, I didn't even want to get out of my PJs. I didn't want to chase my kids, let alone even taking a shower, so listening to this type of music produced that sad hormone for me, prolactin. And I really don't like crying a lot, so I chose to avoid listening to this kind of music. Okay, another caveat here, I am a musician. I enjoy a variety of styles of music. I am part of my worship team at church, which oftentimes the music can be slow and convicting. But now that I've conquered depression, this type of music is no longer a trigger. I wanted to make sure I said this. Well, slow music is still sometimes a trigger for me because I am that high-energy person. So if it slows me down, then I get a little frustrated and I immediately turn it off. But what I did to replace sad and even slow music for a while was... To listen to music that made me feel happy, which includes music full of God's promises, which includes a song like We Are the Free, which includes a song We Won't Be Shaken, which can be a form of affirmations, which also produces once again that feel-good hormone oxytocin. Oftentimes, people will tell me their favorite movie, song, or ask me about the news when I know they are suffering with depression and anxiety. Their favorite song or movie would clearly be about something sad, and the news, well, I think you know where I'm going with this one. But I sometimes would ask them why they like that song or movie, and their answer is, because it made me cry. But what they don't realize is that negativity is an addiction. If you are depressed, you automatically find the negative in things. Lip talk nation, you've. Got to know your triggers. You've got to know your emotional triggers. If you are sad, then it is a must to stay away from sad things. This includes every aspect of your life. If you want to conquer the negative talk in your head, you need to feed your brain with positive information. So, not only did I have to stop watching the news and political debates, sad, sappy, and scary movies, and stop listening to sad and slow music. But I also needed to, wait for it, I had to stop complaining, which is that fourth trigger. I needed to avoid complaining. I really had to take a step back and reflect about what was coming out of my mouth. Remember, input in and it certainly comes out. I found myself complaining about aches and pains, the weather, the kids, and my circumstances. Well, I was complaining too much. I realized it had a domino effect, which produced that prolactin and that sad hormone. My kids and husband and family was picking up on it. I was addicted to complaining. Lip Talk Nation, are you addicted to complaining? It's a difficult thing to stop. Complaining produces, like I just said, that sad hormone which causes you to cry and feel heavy burdened. Do you like to cry? I hope I'm painting a clear picture for you. So to stop this complaining addiction, I had to practice that grateful heart exercise that you may have heard me mention in a previous episode. I had to place what I was thankful for around my heart. It was God, my husband, and family, sugar cookies, and this time of year, I certainly put Christmas around my heart. This one is easy to do, but is also easy not to do. That very thing of being thankful produces, and here it is, that oxytocin, the feel-good hormone, and then you automatically begin to feel better. Even my aches and pains started to go away. Now I'm not saying that I don't ever complain, but what I am saying is I started a new habit when I went to complain or I thought about complaining because how many of us can really change our circumstances? No one. It's all about perspective. One of my favorite quotes by Jim Rohn, Don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish it were easier. Pray for more skills. I have really taken this to heart. So I started with being thankful. Scripture says the joy of the Lord is my strength. How do we be joyful? Start giving thanks. I started telling people what I was thankful for instead of complain. I looked for the positive in the conversation instead of the negative. Do you see that I made a choice? It really is easy to do and easy not to do, Lip Talk Nation. You have to be intentional with your thoughts and words. Complaining for me was a trigger. It was imperative for me to stop watching the news, stop watching political debates, and stop watching that sad, sappy, and scary movies. I had to stop listening to slow and sad music for a while and once again stop complaining. So maybe these are your triggers, too. Ask yourself, Lip Talk Nation, what are my triggers? Maybe you're finding yourself crying over commercials or even driving in heavy traffic. Maybe that's a trigger for you. If these two particular things are, I really hope that you take the time to stop and reflect and find out why it's making you cry or angry. I want you to conquer depression. I want you to conquer anxiety. I believe you need to recognize what makes you sad in the first place. I strongly believe that you are highly intelligent and if you are suffering from depression and anxiety, you're feeding the wrong information to your mind. In many cases, you're lying to yourself. This is not okay. I believe in you. If you are needing help and are ready to take action, reach out to me at LipTalkNation.com and book a 15-minute phone call so we can begin the journey of healing together. So thank you once again for listening to Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. If anything has resonated with you from today's episode or any of our previous episodes, I want to hear from you. So send me a quick email to lara at Don't forget, if you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review. We certainly appreciate you. And until next time, what you say is what you become.